0: Welcome to the Willingdon on Mission podcast, a place where you can hear stories of how God is working and consider how he might be calling you to engage in his mission. You can find other episodes online at willingdon.org. Now, here's our host,
1: John Best. Welcome to the Willingdon on Mission podcast. I'm John Best. I'm one of the pastors at Willingdon Church. I am sitting today with Jamie Caramay. Jamie, welcome here. Hi, John. Jamie is one of Willingdon's long term missionaries, actually the most recent person that we've brought onto our, our long term mm-hmm. missionary roster. And uh, so we're excited to give listeners a glimpse of who you are, Jamie, and what it is that the Lord has called you to do. So, Jamie, you're currently serving as a staff person with YWAM in France. Can you give us a glimpse of how you ended up doing this? Tell us a little bit of your life story.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, well, I grew up in the church here at Willingdon, and so at a really young age, by God's grace, I, I knew I needed Jesus. I need Jesus. So growing up, knowing that, but not fully knowing what that should look like, um, I, I kind of just went on through, through school and high school. Um, just resolving that I need to know Him, but there was some confusion there. Um, so school passed and, and college passed and I, and I started to work, still growing in Christ and still serving in the church, but I was also distracted. And as I started working as a nurse, I, I got greater revelation that I was actually living for myself, really self-centered and and so on the outside, it was great. I finished school early and was working. But um, internally, uh, there was dissatisfaction there because I knew God was calling me to greater things. Um, so in January 2014, uh, I decided to do a discipleship training school with Youth with a Mission in France. And with just the whole purpose and goal of getting to know Jesus personally and, and having no other responsibilities than that. Um, trying to put myself uh, on the side and, and okay, Lord, I'm all in and I want to know you for real. And so it was here on this program that I also got uh, a real taste for missions, Um, being able to go out on an an outreach, a three-month-long one. um, God really gave me in that season um, a heart for the nation's and and I knew then that He was calling me to more in this kind of capacity and to serve full-time this way.
1: Awesome. Tell us about your ministry role with YOM. You're a staff person with YOM. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Tell us a couple of stories of how God has been at work through this ministry recently.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so my staff role has looked like a lot of things, and so our greatest values are, are to make God known and to know God first. Um, and so, in three ways, it looks like evangelism, mercy ministries, and and training programs. And so, for me, each year it has looked like these things, but in very different ways. Like the first year was very much focused on on um, Europe and big cities, the capitals, um, young people who are very secular and don't think that they need God or that God is important. Um, and the second year was us uh, okay. Um, trying to engage into how do we now pour into developing communities and through healthcare care and, and serving with the two hands of Jesus who healed physically but also forgave. Um, and working through that um, and getting trained and, and training others in that um, was when the refugee crisis really hit uh, really big, especially on the media in Europe. And so there was this time where we had a, a, a time of intercession and asked the Lord, how do you want us to respond? And the next day we were um, out to the front lines uh, where refugees come in and and serving in camps there. God moved in such incredible ways and, and gave us a, a massive platform that we still have today. And now is a permanent work there. Um, and just, so in short, it looks like a lot of different things my role does.
1: Can I just interrupt yeah, briefly? Yes. So you, you said something here that I'd love for people to catch. Mm-hmm. You guys were interceding, saying, Lord, what do you have for us? And then you said the next day we were on the front lines serving with the refugee crisis. That's, I'd love for people just to note that, that sort of level of, okay, Lord, what do you have Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Thanks for that obedience and thanks Mm. for that model. Anyway, keep going.
0: No, thank you. Yeah, I love that he's given us the ability to do that in this setting. It's so beautiful and it's awesome to be a part of. And um, yeah, so it's looked like a lot of things from serving in in camps to more of behind-the-scenes works. Uh, So like communication and coordinating different... uh, things that need to happen in camp, how we can get more volunteers and supplies and communication with different organizations, but as well as simple things like, okay, um, our, our cook is feeling sick, we need somebody to feed 50 people, all right, heading up in the kitchen and, and, and kind of doing the, you know, that kind of manual kind of work.
1: So last year, you spent a bunch of time serving directly with refugees in Europe, Mm -hmm. directly, front lines. Can you tell us a couple of stories from that time?
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, One story that comes to mind was when we were actually in the north of Greece, and it was right after the borders have closed, and so a lot of refugees were were, were stuck at the border wanting to go through and make their way into more Western Europe. Um, And so there was a lot of... um, just a lot of hopelessness and confusion and kind of pent up anxiety and frustration. Um, and so we were serving in these camps, seeing how, how we can, how we can serve, how we can give aid and distribution and, and share about Jesus. And one day there was a lot of uh, traffic into the camp and the police were being really, uh, hard with who's able to go in and who's able to go out. And, um, therefore, a lot of refugees there's this organization we partnered with who, who gets hot meals to refugees and and today they didn't let them in and so i happened to be uh, i just dropped off my team at the camp and there were these these guys holding a bunch of hot meals and and trying to get a ride because it would be about an hour and a half before they would walk to camp and so i felt like okay i, sh- I want to pick you up i want to give you a ride and um and so i drove them into camp and was able to talk to the one who was able to speak English, and he was so thankful that, for the ride. But as well, um, uh, I, I he something seemed different about him, and so I asked him, um, uh, do, you, "Do you believe? Uh, what are your beliefs? Uh, or um, how? Why are you doing this?" Uh, and kind of that uh, that nature, and he shared that that he actually does believe in Jesus. And he's been working with these people and connecting to his family and different friends and, um, that he's made in camp because he was a refugee himself and helping translate and distribute and... Um, and through that kind of being able to give him a ride, I was also give, able to give him a connection to how he can get more Arabic Bibles to people in camp and continue to to build into those connections there. And um, God, to to pray for him briefly and and just keep in contact to to see if we can uh, support him more as well. And just a, a little short uh, story of of how God uses little things and a little bit of willingness. Um, can make a big impact.
1: Thank you. Thank you. If you were able, actually you are able, this is, <laughs> here's an opportunity to speak to the Willingdon Church family. And uh, what word of encouragement might you have for us?
0: Well, I have loved the greater focus on prayer and discipleship that Willingden has been uh, heading into in, in a greater way and more intentional way. Uh, I love it so much. And something that has been pressing on my heart lately is that God does want to move more in these ways and, and chooses us if we if we let him t- uh, to do so. And, and just as well, how humble and kind he is to show us what that looks like. So my encouragement is to to. To move forward in that with, with boldness uh, and expectancy, and um, that if we continue to to go to him in, in humility, that that he he will continue to to work through prayer and and discipleship, and and we'll be able to to live life more more freely in the way he intended us to. It's just so beautiful in it, and I think that's the. I feel that is the direction we're heading to. And so just to encourage uh, Wellington in that. Thank you. May it be so. Mm-hmm.
1: What are some ways that we can pray for you, Jamie?
0: Uh, I would love your prayer. Thank you so much. Um, for me, and just how different each year uh, of serving with YM has looked like, it's been really exciting uh but i would love prayer for a, a focus of a vision it is a time of of new pioneering and new endeavors and um getting to build with god but sometimes uh, i can get kind of carried away or this is a great idea and this is a great idea but we really want god's god's idea uh, what, um, and what he wants. To Can lead I into. just interrupt on that one too? Yeah. Uh,
1: one of the things that we haven't said on this podcast is that you've been based in Barretts France. Is that how you say it?
0: Uh, Barretts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, my French is really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but now a team of you is actually moving to Paris and and right. are going to start a, a base. So that's the new pioneering sort of one of the pioneering pieces that you're talking about. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So with that, it, it is a vision to. To really become a bigger training center, but as well send more people out, but as as well host more people um, who who are full time in missions, um, how to reach a whole so many more spheres and and really see god 's kingdom in, in every sphere of society and so there's a lot of vision there and there's a lot of ideas. And so just for a great focus on what to start with now and to get a good foundation uh, for the upcoming years and to really do it God's way and, and not just with our good ideas. Um, another prayer request would be kind of similarly with refugees. Um, we've pioneered a work on, on in Greece and uh, are, are in the Middle East quite a bit, but just as we are into Paris and there are a lot more refugees there that we are not so much connected with. What does it look like to continue to serve refugees well? And um, yeah, again, how how we can do it uh, in God's ways and and not just because we've been doing it for a while already and get used to, okay, this is the way we do things, but really allow this Holy Spirit to move and maybe breathe new life into some areas where we might be lacking.
1: Jamie, do you have another story or two that you'd like to tell us?
0: Uh, yeah, I'd love to. And it was this is actually a story of uh, our time in the Middle East. Uh, I was leading a team there, and plans changed, and... We had nowhere to stay for two weeks, um, at least two weeks. And, and so I was praying and felt to, to go and, and call a, a hotel owner that, that was so helpful when we first got, when we first arrived into the country, um, and, and asked him if he had any rooms for us. And, and, and he at first said, We actually do. Um, it's good you called because I was just about to book somebody else online, but because you called, uh, I'll say no to them, and, and you can stay in our hotel. And we we arrived at the hotel, and just were able to, to catch up and, and share some words um, and really connect. And um, as, we, as I was sorting out, okay, what ministry will look like in this time now, um, this hotel owner and his family Really uh, opened us with, with uh, welcomed us with open arms, and and it was really re- reciprocated by by our team, just really being intentional about pursuing relationship with them, and there was so much openness. Almost every night we were we were talking about Jesus.
1: No, is this a Christian family or no?
0: No, this is our, this is a Muslim family. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Quite a devout Muslim family as well. They owned the hotel and and they would they would pray at at all those times during the day. Um, yeah, just very very yeah traditional and and, and a Muslim family, uh, but they were so um, open to speak with us and and. Just coming in there, i thought I thought that could be okay it 's a hotel. there must be a lot of foreigners staying in here, and so obviously they 're welcoming, but in greater conversation, um, we were talking uh, one night, and he was saying that there's there 's something different um, about your group that i just i can 't put my finger on and and uh, you 're not like other foreigners um, who kind of go around and, and kind of party till late night like what, what, why? And so just different conversations like that and getting able to uh, talk about Jesus, talk about the gospel. And so, um, another night we were, we were chatting again and he shares with me that, that he had a dream. And in this dream, it was the most beautiful dream he's ever had, and there was this man uh, that was so bright and it was so kind and the most beautiful man and the kind man he's ever met before. He was so bright he couldn't really look at him, and it's just the most beautiful dream. And that, and then he 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 was Jesus, and he and and he was just so taken aback by this dream and in, in this 25 years of owning this hotel and, and in his life he's never had this kind of dream before and, and he decides to to share with me that that he's had this dream of jesus and just asking questions about who he is um and and through that we were able to share with him more and and he, he would ask questions like so so who do you believe jesus is and uh, and and what is a testimony do you have a testimony what is it can I hear it and uh and share stories about different miracles and and how Jesus works and and it it was a really it was a really beautiful time mm.
1: thank you that's a that's an important story for us to hear uh one of the one of the realities my understanding is one of the realities in the middle east in particular in north africa is that god keeps on showing up in dreams and visions jesus right. specifically in dreams and that's one of the ways that he is reaching people in that region and mm-hmm. so thank you for that that story do you have one more
0: yeah um this is a story i love to share um it 's about a, uh, another time in Greece working, uh, working in a camp uh, with about thirteen thousand people and and so we would we would do uh, what we what we could and and how, how the Holy Spirit was guiding us in the day and This one day we, after distributing and meeting with some of the families and and sharing with them, felt to just play. Uh, soccer with some kids and so we're just playing soccer with some kids trying to um you know create a, an atmosphere of fun when there's a lot of hopelessness um and restlessness and, and often um yeah kids can just kind of go off and do their own thing and and not a lot of attention are given to them and so we just felt to do that that day and um as we were taking a little water break um we just broke out one of our, our 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 tracks and 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 started to talk to this one boy who spoke really good English. He's about thirteen, fourteen years old, and um, he he asked us why we were there, and um, we we're just able to share with him because we believe that you're so valuable and God loves you, and and we wanna we wanna share that love with you and and introduce you maybe to Him and that 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 Jesus. Um, he he sees you and he hasn't forgotten you in in this time of 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 hopelessness or, or struggles and, and hardships and trials and and he got to sh- share with him who Jesus is and, and the gospel and um, and he was just so interested and he was so captivated by by this story and and even shared with us that he had he he had this dream of a man in white saving him and uh, again we were able to share that that man is is it's not just a dream that that man is jesus the man who saves and so with that we, we gave him this uh, english arabic copy uh of of the gospels and um we were just kind of teaching him through through the book of John um, in English and Arabic and, and and so that he could understand fully and he was just soaking it up um, and as we were just having this these deep conversations, it attracted a lot of the other guys who who didn 't really know English so they were kind of um, it was harder to, to connect with them and so they they, they were coming around and, and asking him what, what are you talking about what, what are you reading what are you looking at and and uh, from there he he began reading um, straight out of the Bible in arabic to to all these guys um, just around him and and just could see that instant multiplication of this this boy who wanted to know Jesus and he was immediately sharing it with with the camp around him and he actually accepted jesus and and wanted to wants to follow him and and we would come back and and he'd have more questions and about uh, different parts of the gospels and, and, and we would walk with him through it and and he would continue to share with his family, with different friends. And he had quite a, a large influence because he spoke English really well. And, and it was really somebody who wanted to serve. And so through that, he was able to reach so many more people in the camp and, and be this light. And it was just such a beautiful time. And, um, of how God moved in, in this camp where there's a lot of, um, a a lot of sadness, but but there's so much light as well.
1: Good. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for giving us a glimpse of who you are and what your calling in life is in this season. And, um, Anyone who's listening, I would encourage you to spend a moment as this podcast comes to a close to pray for Jamie, if you would, please, the, the the requests that she's listed or anything else that the Lord might bring to mind. So may the Lord continue to work in you and through you in awesome ways as you continue to serve Him.
0: Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Willingdon On Mission podcast. We hope you have been inspired by your time with us today. To learn more about Willingdon's outreach ministries or to hear more episodes of this podcast, find us online at willingdon.org.